motherfuckers, what is up? What is good with you motherfucking niggas? Like, how are you? Good. Oh, I stopped myself. What's up? Because, you know, we don't like to tame it. Hello. Welcome to episode 26 of my podcast, Diary of a Stoned Asthmatic. If you're joining me for the first time, my name is Christina. That's with a C-H, not a K. And I appreciate you for being here. Um... For my long-time listeners, I was always getting nervous because it's really immense events. But we actually talked about that in the last episode where we said, you know, we're not going to come back with those feelings. We're going to get out of ourselves and just get back here. Plus, we just acknowledge that it is what it is. And I will take a month to two months to be here. But moving forward, how are you guys? How are you guys doing? Um, I know it's still a very difficult and shitty time. Like, I'm asking how you guys are doing when it's like the world is just surrounded by nothing but depression right now. Because it's like, shit, aside from this pandemic and the things stemming from it, and then like the natural disasters, it's like, what the fuck, you know what I mean? Like, where are these natural, the natural disasters coming from? But aside from that, um, not to just like dismiss it or whatever, I'm just saying like, to say what's up, like, I just hope you guys are good to miss all of that, right? But I've been good. I've been chilling, and so have I been. Um, I was thinking I was like, "Cheese, I'm ready to tell the man from the podcast that I ain't dead." And then I was like, you know, because you know we talk about that here widely. If you're new to this space, um, we we've openly spoken about death before, and because it's not something that I fear, you know, like no one wants to, no one just thinks about dying. Of course, but I'm like, it's something that I sometimes when it comes to mind, I try not to get too afraid. Because it's a reality. Anyway, I just said that to say. I was thinking about it today when I said that if I let a man put the podcast know that I ain't dead. I was like, if I do, if something does happen to me, you know, I got to tell my brothers and or my family, you know, I would like that somebody does come on this space. Because I know people will know outside of that. But I would like somebody to actually come in the space, you know, and do a episode and be like, you know, well, something happened to Christina or whatever if she passed or whatever you know what I mean just so you guys can know because like I said we've become close in the last episode I consider you guys friends <laughs> so yeah but niggas so the last time we talked oh shit that was down <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't expect that kid to hit like that but the last time we talked it was about me starting a new job and leaving coffee bean and that transition and shit so now that we're here because it's been two months since then last episode was in July we just started October. I'm not a whole, like, into spooky, like, culturally, we don't really celebrate Halloween here in Barbados. So I'm not really, like, very excited for that time or whatever. I'm not, uh, I don't really watch horror. No, let me say I don't really at all. Like, I don't watch horrors at all. I don't like to be scared. I have a weak stomach. I'm a little bitch. <laughs> so I don't really do spooky. You know what I mean? But it's very interesting because Supernatural was actually one of my favorite it still is still one of my favorite, and I have to like, I have to finish it on the soul fat I started it. So, but yeah, I said I'd say it's been two months. What the fuck's been up? So, work has actually been really good. I love the space that I'm in. I love what I do. I will say though that, like a month in. I realized that I started to get a bit frustrated. So, you know, we give a little um, 
flashback for the newcomers if it is that some people don't feel to listen back to the previous episode which is totally understandable i started a new job i used to work as a barista before starting a new job um essentially an office job in my field for that part you have to go listen back because i'm not going to put the previous listeners to that but i still that to say so transitioning to a slower paced job being in the office and what's not is definitely new for me I think I've passed the frustration phase, and I'm just going to sail into it. But I will say... I will say that, you know, at first... Like, I was like, what the fuck am I doing, you know? Because I feel as well, because I still carry this principle. I'm being paid for a job, so I feel like I should be doing something. You know what I mean? And I come to learn that not everybody feels like that. And while it is a blessing to, I guess... For a lot of better terms, to practically, in a sense, do nothing and still be paid. That's not me, especially coming from being a very proactive person and being in a very proactive and consistent space. That's just not how I am. So that was frustrating at first when I realized, like, I put Twitter and Instagram. And it's solely because it's not to say that my job doesn't do anything. It's just to say, you know, when you're transitioning as a trainee, because I... I did say that to myself that I was transitioning into going into being a trainee. Because remember, we were about to be a supervisor, so I haven't been a trainee in anything for a very long time. So going into a space where I'm a trainee, I'm having to learn something new. So obviously, there are going to be times where the people who are training you are busy. So it's not a case where you've been used. It's like you've done, you've done, you've completed the task, you've been delegated. So it's just those down times in between that I found really frustrating. Even sometimes at the beginning of the day, I will feel as though I should have more to do. So I expressed that to my superiors and they told me, you know, Christina, it's just a no thing and a no time. Especially with the fact, <laughs> as a bus, brother, as a bus, I believe that's a bus, um, I don't know about these chickens, but we can work past those. But, right, so, what am I saying? Don't let me lose my train of thought. Right, so, regards to, to my job, I think it's also like that because I don't have my license yet. Jeez, I'm very, when I, I feel like y'all can hear a good set of buses doing road now, you know, because I feel like this last bus is going up. Y'all can hear about six, seven of them buses passing. I'm telling you, the other day I was in the kitchen and I was like, these men racing or what? Yo, these men be on the streets doing absolute road like hard. So be prepared for that. I don't know where these chickens coming out from at this hard time anyway too. But they shouldn't last long. Anyway, so I saying I'm saying that to say that I express it to my superiors and I need a when I get like a car, because I need a car for my job as well. So we're working on that for next year. But once I get the car, this I really do believe that the phase of transition out. Oh, so I'm really just trying to be patient in that because it was a bit frustrating at first. But one thing, not one thing, something I did fall, did not expect to happen, but actually occurred was the fact that I, for lack of better, not for lack of better terms, but I truly fell in love with tractors, man. Like, having, be, being around really big tractors, like, and... I can call, yeah, I can call the names and you might not know what tractors they are. Some people might, which is cool as fuck. But, like, you can Google them just to get, to see what I mean by the size. But, like, it's their own. They got the rare, rare, rare work. Has, like, a D90 tractor, a Boa Mag, like, um, 
Well, a D90 beer sound like that's what it is. They got eight sixteen. Just say things like excavators because like for me this isn't something that I saw daily. So being exposed to this and just being around them and what's not was really fucking cool. Like it was so cool. Like just seeing how they operate and seeing how they work, I found that really, really interesting and that's a part of my job that I will really like. One of the um tractor operators even told me that they would teach me how to drift the tractor. You can imagine my high ass behind a fucking tractor, yeah, but I just find that cool. Uh just to say it's a different spectrum of the world. And I like it because there are people that, you know, construction workers, there are people that are around that daily. And, like, it's going to become my normal now. So I, I find that really cool. And then some of that is falling. I've fallen in love with the job, honestly. So aside from the shit, aside from the tractors, now some smoke, no get my idea. Aside from the tractors, I find too that at work I had to reactivate my brain into. Like, just academic writing and reading because I realize, you know, once you're doing a job that doesn't, before, like, working on coffee bean, I wasn't really reading anything environmental, I wasn't doing anything to that extent. So, when I got to a point, when I got to work, you know, at where I am, and I had to be reading certain documents, I'm going to get a certain documents, like, I was like, holy shit, I had to catch my ass quick. It's like, <laughs> you know, I wasn't really interacting with that information, um... Daily, so it catch me off guard at a point in time. I guess I'm in LA. Certain words that I feel like I knew the meaning off the top of my head, like, had me in a dictionary quick because it was like, what the fuck is this? Like, you know, I had to catch myself quick, so that was something that caught me off guard too. I mean, I expected it to a certain extent, but I really, really, really had to put in some, just some extra work, some extra reading to get myself back to that point. Because it was very much out of practice. So, but the job has been going really, really good so far. I love the hours and I love the type of work that is. I really do feel like it encompasses everything that I've studied at um, Intranet. And that's what I was hoping for because my degree is very broad. So, I was really hoping for something that I could really execute every aspect of what I learned into the degree. And that was, that was top class as fuck. So yeah, that's that little introduction. And before I continue, because usually I do some shoutouts, but I was gonna, I, I was thinking about podcasting it because I was really, y'all know I just come here and, and tell you I was really excited to get here. And at, like, it was a bit frustrating because people spend some low that's fucking music. And I was like, I just want to do my fucking podcast with Jesus Christ. So yeah, I actually gave it up and I was getting ready for bed and everything stopped. Everything became quiet. And I was like, no, it's the fucking thing, bitch. So yeah, so I'm here. So y'all can hear some background noises. Like it sounds like somebody about to start a movie now too. But it is why it's we're here. I'm doing it for, like I prefer this than the um the boom speakers don't the boom box speakers downstairs or whatever. So yeah, so my shuttle. Um, I want to show my fucking self dog. Like on God, I want to show my fucking self because I have been working tremendously hard and it's only true tr- having this job. That I realize, like, I deserve, like, the hours I have now, and I deserve the type of work and the, the type of ease that I'm getting now with work. Like, because, like, dog, let me tell you something. I, still, I believe this. After having been in a job that I had at Coffee Bean, I don't believe that anybody should be doing that for a life. Like, I feel like it's a good character-building job, and I feel like it can get you many places. But I do not feel like anybody should do that for life because it consumes a lot of your time. 
And what I was very happy about was the fact that transitioning to this job allowed me to to transition certain relationships in my life better because I just literally had more fucking time to do things, to make a call, to to extend myself, to just have a conversation. Like I, was, I felt like I, I was in a better mental space to do that too because I wasn't so fucking tired, you know what I mean? And it's not to say that coffee beans was killing you, Jesus Christ, that you can't sleep or manage your time, but... I mean, I'm saying that as a 26-year-old with no kids, you know what I mean? Like, imagine somebody who has who has more responsibilities to focus on with a job like that is just, I would I say, I think it's a, a good transition job. It really is. No matter how many years you put in it, I don't think anybody should do it for life. Whether it's at the beginning of your life, any life, whatever, I think is amazing and it should be something anybody should experience. is a good experience. Once you make it a good experience, it's a good experience. But I don't think anybody should do that for life. You know what I mean? So that's why I say I really do feel like I deserve being where I'm at. Because during that hustle time, I know you're always hustling. But it's good to be on the other side of hustling for once. I can tell you the truth. To be on the other side of being able to just take a break for a little bit. You know what I mean? Because hustling is my eternity. It's my eternity. It's keeping it. It's my eternity. It's run down your body. It's my eternity. So, moving forward in this little introduction before we get to the body, because the topic of this episode is called Knowing Yourself. Well, no, it's, I have it as Know Yourself. Um, like how Andre's album, I wanted to say, like how the, um, the, I think he's British, the British man, to say you gotta know yourself. But that's, that might actually be fucking DJ Khaled. I don't know. That's crazy. But um, I'm just saying, the topic of this episode is called Know Yourself. And once I get more into the body, you guys will understand why I have that as a topic tonight that I want to talk about and what I've been experiencing for the past two months. So, the second topic for my little introduction is dealing with Salem. For, again, another flashback for those of you who don't know, I have a cat. His name is Salem. Interestingly enough, throughout this little entire situation that I'm about to expand on um I learned I had to uh what's the word Revi- revisit revert not revise but in my head I had to remember not remember but the point is Salem is a year he was a year in when did this happen this happened at the end of August yes this happened at the end of August so uh Salem is a year in August so I found that to be really cool because when he came to me, he was seven months and a little while. The math. Y'all know we don't do. <laughs> Y'all know we don't fuck with the math. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But at night, I came home. Fucking me. And I will say this. I was very proud of myself because I'm a very sane person. So when this happened, I, I, if, if this happened to me two years ago, I would have immediately broke off why I had with the person, even though it dissipated anyway. Um, because I was like, oh my god, this means that we're not supposed to be dealing right now, right? Anyway, so I slept out. Your bitch had a night where she packed a bag and she slept out. And um, I came home this Sunday and like, I come here. So I do this thing where like, I get to the door and I call his name. I say, I don't want to call his name now to wake him up because he's sleeping. Anyway, I call his name and I was like, and he would meow inside to the open door. So I did that. I didn't hear him. So I thought he was just inside. And I'm tr- I'm not going to want to speak. <laughs> Let me try not to speak too quickly. It's just like, it's important, but it's like, I don't want it to take up too much time. Anyway, um, also, because it was like, Christina, these people do not come on this podcast to hear you talking about your life, dog. But then it was like, they actually kind of do. So that's fucking crazy. <laughs> like, I don't know why I still so far out about this podcast, which, by the way, at the end of September, has celebrated... 
That's crazy. Um, yeah, this is yesterday though, because today is the first. I should have done the podcast yesterday. Anyway, so yesterday, September 30th, has actually marked four years that we've been doing the podcast, and I feel great about that. With all the inconsistency, with all the ups and downs, with all the... Because, again, the podcast has even grown from what I intended it to be episode one, from where it was episode four, we're at episode 26 now. You know what I mean? So, it's like, it's really growing. I, I missed all of that. I am very proud of it. Like, I'm proud of this little baby, you know. And we talked about it in the previous episode about where it's at and how it could really grow more. But I'm comfortable with where it's at right now. And that kind of gets in more into about the know yourself topic that I have, right? And I, I feel like I've brought this up before in an episode. But it's transitioned and how I want to talk about it. And I feel it's a reminder that all of us need, right? So... Moving forward to congratulations to us. Yay! Yay! And it was smoking. I can't be like, little spliff, man. We got a little spliff for that. Because I was smoking a spliff before and I finished that. So I got fresh spliff for the podcast. Of course, I got fresh spliff for the podcast. You know, man, I got fresh spliff for the podcast. Come on now. Let that bitch up. Congratulations to us. Thank you for, because I mean, I would not be doing it if every time I come on here, I see like zero listens, you know what I mean? So, I'm here four years. <coughs> Still like you pull up there. Yes, so I'm here four years also because of you guys. This is four years. I know some of you might be like, what? We've been listening for four years? I know. Even for those of you who recently joined and decided to, um, binge listen all the episodes like that's quite fine too but just know that that's four years of content that you took in in that instance you know of growth four years of motherfucking growth and you like y'all saw me grow through school and all that shit man anyway so this happened at the end of august i came home after sleeping out to get some day and salem i found him I, I didn't see him inside so point is i was outside i was calling his name i was hearing him meowing but I couldn't see him, so I thought I honestly fucking, it was to the, like, how it sounded, it was like if somebody had kidnapped him, and like somebody had him inside, and they didn't want to let him out, and I got really frustrated because I'm like, you can literally hear the owner outside calling for the cat, the cat is meowing to the name, and you're not letting the cat outside, or even saying like, hey, okay, something happened, like, and I have your cat or some shit, so it started to get frustrated because I was like, what the fuck is going on? Anyway, so, like, somebody came and they were, like, they saw me crying because I was hysterical. Like, I was, I was fucking hysterical outside, bro. I'm telling you, like, I was going crazy because after a point in time, he was, he stopped meowing. And I was, like, what's going on? Oh, my God, Salem, where are you? So, somebody was, like, somebody came outside and they were, like, what's going on? I was, like, I can't find my cat. They were, like, oh, my God. It was actually a roommate up here. They were, like, what's up? You can't find your cat? Point is... They saw Salem and I got to him and when I saw him, oh my gosh guys, it was so traumatic, like it was so fucking traumatic. So Salem was downstairs underneath the steps, I don't know how he got outside, like no, I have a theory but I'm going to get there, I'm going to try not to jump this story. So Salem was outside and when I saw him. His, one of his eyes was like bloodshot fucking red, like bloodshot red. I couldn't even see the eye, it had no color, nothing. It had like flesh outside, it was really bad, I was so scared, I started to cry. 
I was like, oh my God, what are we going to do? So I tried calling him and he wasn't coming to me. So I had to like drag him from under these steps and drag him downstairs. So he came inside and he was moving really shaky. But the point is I had to take him to the vet. I called around to certain vets and he, they told me that from what I was telling them, he may have to lose the eye. And I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I was like, yo, I can't even begin to explain really like what I was going through. I was like, how did this, like, I felt so bad. Like, I didn't know what to do. He was just uncomfortable. He was just moving around the room because it was bleeding. Anyway, so I got him to a vet. I sent him to Graham Hall Veterinary Clinic for those of you who are in Barbados. And like, it was, I, I no promo because they don't pay me for that. And we can get to that point. <laughs> But as I took him there, he had to stay three days. She stitched his eye up. Dr. Weeks, that was her name. She stitched his eye up and I took him home after the third day and we were just, he had to go back for a couple visits, probably about four visits in between, like for over a span of two, three weeks. So, I just want to say they did an amazing job. He didn't have to lose the eye. It healed immaculately well. Like, I cannot believe how amazing the eye healed. It was a very interesting process for Salem and I because I had to give him medication. Now, having my brother, my brother Alex has a cat called Coda. Denzel has a cat as well called Aries. But Coda is had to have medication before and giving a cat medication I realized some of them do not like no cat likes medication but Coda is a whole other like it takes four people four people to give that one cat medication so I was very grateful that well even though Salem acted up um I was still capable because he has to get eye drops he has to get antibiotic in his mouth uh, oral with a syringe and then he had to get a tablet have you tried giving a fucking cat a tablet like a tablet, like do like, and it was like so. At a point in time, because he had it to get it on strategic days and then wean off of it slowly. So on one of his visits, I told the doctor that I thought I gave him the tablet, and then like when I was sweeping, I realized the tablet was on the floor. So I was like, she has to administer the tablet because he had to get it once a day. It was a steroid. It was helping with the swelling, so he had to get it. And this bitch just took up a fucking like scissors, like shit that was shaped like the tablet at the end. And just, like, hold his mouth and pop his, that shit in his mouth. Like, this shit ain't even take two seconds. And I was like, that's not fucking fair. Like, how y'all gonna send me home with my acrylic ass nails? By the way, your bitch got her nails done. <laughs> like, I feel like a real, like, I get her back to my original hot girl self, like, when I was in school. And, like, <laughs> I feel good. <laughs> I feel good. Anyway, so I just need to say, like, how am I supposed to fucking do that? by myself in this room like i found that i just told her like that's unfair but you niggas need to be giving us a whole fucking kit if you're if it is that we're supposed to be administering rats for medication point is salem healed well <laughs> they mean for salem because salem's um column is like two lanes so salem's rant wasn't supposed to be this long but i say all that to say salem healed well um it was quite the journey but he's doing much 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 better and he's getting back to his original self because originally, even when he came home, he wasn't as like playful as he was. So I find even now he's really getting back to himself. Right, to the theory of how I think he gets outside, how he got outside, there's a windowsill in the bathroom that initially I didn't want him to go in, but then he started to go in and sleep in it. And I started to trust him in there because I never sleep in the bathroom door open when I left home. So I started to trust him in there because I saw that he was good. 
So I left. So like I said, I think he fell out of that window because the other windows are louvers, and I don't think he could have gone out any other way. So I think he was stretching because I've seen like people think cats are very like agile and shit, and while they are, cats are also very fucking clumsy, and it is hilarious. Like in this system, it's not. It wasn't as funny because he got fucked up. But I've seen Salem like wake up from a very deep sleep and stretch and like fall off the bed. Like, legit fall off the bed and have to catch himself. So, I, my theory is that he was sleeping in the window and something happened and he stretched and he fell out the fucking window. Like, or he went after a bird or something that taunted him and came really close and he fell out. And I live a story up. So, cats land on their feet. I do, but I think when it's a fall like that, I think he could have been fucked up. Like, seriously fucked up. And it didn't look like he got in a fight because that's what was perplexing the vet and I. Like, his eye didn't have any scratches, his body didn't have any scratches or anything, so we were like, what the fuck happened to this cat, dog? Like, you look like you went through World War Two, but there's not a scratch on you, so it's like, it's the case of Salem's eye. I don't know what happened, but I'm glad that he's okay, I'm glad he didn't have to lose the eye, and he's still here with us. He's such a cutie, but today I love him so much, he's so my baby. Ugh, I love him so much. I really do. Like, I saw a tweet that said, um, it's so nice having a pet because it's like everything can be going wrong and you just look at your pet and you're like, you know what, you're right. And it's so true, like, it's so fucking true. I just be like, I just look at cinema like, the world is great, like, <laughs> the world is fucking great. Anyways, so, coming on to our third little thing, um, in our introduction before we really get into our body. Well, on the last visit to Salem, on the last vet visit with Salem... The person that took me there uh, ended up testing positive for COVID-19. So I say all that to say, guess what, guys? <laughs> Y'all bitch caught COVID-19. Yes, I did. I caught fucking COVID. No, the entire experience was crazy because... I, I don't know. I didn't quite... Let me say, I didn't quite expect to get COVID. It was very interesting. But I'll say this. So, your bitch got COVID. I didn't know initially because I had a first test that came out negative. But I had to wait five days until I got my second test. So, I did that. I actually kind of waited like seven days because you're not supposed to take the bus. And I started to get symptoms while waiting to go get that second test. So, I was like, I definitely got this shit. Like, I'm telling y'all, like, the, the day after my negative test, like, I started, my eyes were hurting, like, I swear I had dengue fever, I'm telling you, my eyes started hurting me so fucking bad, like, <laughs> my eyes started hurting me so bad, every time I look around, the back of my eyes were hurting me so bad, and then, I got some fucking chills, dog, like, I've had chills before, but this was some out of the world chills, like, this was some... Like, first of all, I didn't eat for, like, a whole day, and I wasn't hungry. I was just in bed sleeping, and then I realized, like, I can't move, move from under the sheet. Like, every time I leave from under the sheet, I cold as fuck. Like, 
Alaska cool, Alaska cool. But I'm sweating. You know what I mean? Like, so it was real strange to me. At first, because I was like, I hear sweating like a fucking pig. But as soon I hear why we say that, because do pigs actually sweat? I need to really see a picture of a pig sweating to know if I really want to continue saying that statement. I just got a big problem saying things that don't make sense. You know what I mean? Like, I just try my hardest. Somebody might laugh just not because they'll be like, but you be talking a whole heap of shit on this podcast. But I mean, when it comes to phrases and shit, like, if I really study it and it makes no logical sense, like, it don't happen. Like, it's, it's, it's true. Anyway, so. I'm sweating, like, full in my neck, dripping, sweating. But, yeah, I can't, like, I can't move from on this fucking sheet. Like, if I go get anything, it's literally a fucking Afghanistan-ass mission. I'm telling you to get anything from under this shit because I'm cold as fuck. So, like, if I want to go and get my charger or something, I gotta, like, prepare myself for a solid 15 minutes to go through this cold, like... It was so bad, like, I, I don't even know why, you know why? Because I was like, Chris, you know why you're just going to court and stuff? It's because, like, when I do that, then it would get, like, instantly hot, like, hot as fuck, because I'm still sweating, you know what I mean? So, it was so strange, like, so that lasts for, like, two days, and then it developed a really bad cough. And I want you all know that I'm so fucking stubborn to miss all this. I'm still trying to smoke. And don't forget, this is called Diary of a Stone. <laughs> asthmatic, so I'm asthmatic, nigga. So, like, I'm smoking, and my chest is tight as fuck, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I know some of you want to hit me with a break right now, but, like, I actually know that I have a problem. Like, I'm actually addicted to smoking. Like, I know that, like, if I don't smoke, I will have an attitude. So, I know that for myself. So, like, for me, my first instinct when this happened was not to not smoke. It was to smoke less, and I for sure did. But I still smoke. So, <laughs> I was smoking. I am an asthma pump in the other hand because it's, like... This shit was making my test chest tight and I was coughing. I was like, oh my god. So I actually came close to the point where I said I wasn't gonna smoke, but then like my chest starts to open up a bit. But then what happened is, so before that started happening, is that like I lost my sense of smell too, right? So like, shit, I got to see how long I'm talking about this because I really still want to get into the top of my hand. But anyway, so even so at that point in time, I lost my sense of smell. That happened like the Friday, right? 30 minutes, anyway. So. I lost my sense of smell, and that was really fucked up between me and y'all, like, that really fucked me up, because it was very scary, it was extremely scary to experience something like that, because when you can't smell, I tell, I told my mother this, like, when you usually can't smell because you're ill, is because your nose is congested, so it made sense that you can't smell anything, because your tonsils are probably, not your tonsils, like, your nostrils are all behind there, swollen and inflamed, so, like, you, like, are cool. But you see, like, when you're practically feeling normal and you're not congested, but, like, you literally can't smell an ounce of anything, it really fucks you up. Like, it, like I told somebody that it made, like, I felt like the world went instantly gray from not being able to smell anything at all. I couldn't smell myself. I couldn't smell the litter box. I couldn't smell food. Like, I'd be directly over it. Like, sp- like in discovering it, I was like, I couldn't, at first, because how I discovered it was that I put sanitizer on my hand, and I was like, why can't I smell that sanitizer? So then I was like, what the fuck? So then, like, I take a nail polish, I take an acetone, I take a, my deodorant spray, and I smell, and I can't smell nothing. And I was like, oh my fuck. And I got so scared because I was like, what the fuck is this? Because I thought it wasn't going to come back. Like, so I Googled it, and I was like, some people say that it's still like two months to come back. And I was like, oh my god, oh my god, I can't, I can't. <laughs> so then, like, after a day of losing my mind, I was like, Kristen, you need, you need to be better. Like, you need to see the positive just in case it don't come back, like, legit. So I was like, you know what? You were in where you were, and this might be a great, like, you know, advantage for you. Think of it like a superpower. You don't have to smell the little box and stuff like that. So I was really trying to see the silver lining, but let me tell you all, that fucked me up. I got really scared. 
Like, I don't wish that on anybody. I was telling that. Like, I would not wish that on my worst enemy. Like, it really fucks you up. Like, uh-uh. I mm-mm. So, right. So, I lost my sense of smile. I went for my positive test the following week. But by that time, my sense of smile started to come back. And I only had the cough. The chills and everything were gone. So, when my positive test came back, they came for me. And I went into our Harrison's Point installation here in Barbados. I went up there and I spent a couple of days. And because, so they check your vitals every day up there. And once they had finished completing, like once I was up there for a while and they said I was good. Because that's a primary isolation center here in Barbados. So then they sent me to a tertiary isolation center, which is one of our schools that they turned into an isolation center. And once I was there, I spent a couple of days there. They checked my vitals there and it was good. And then I was sent home. So... It's how I talk more immensely about my cat fucking up its eye than about me catching fucking COVID. But I think it's because one, so many people ask me about the experience, so I've spoken about it a lot. So it's kind of like normal to me now, like, because some of you are probably listening to this shit like, holy fuck. Because like, even some people call me and they're like, yeah, girl, what's up? And I'm like, yeah, girl, I'm just here again over COVID. And they're like, what? And I'm like, oh shit, yeah, like, this is surprising to some people. And um, to take the joke out of it for a second, I know that this is a very serious virus. And, um, while I have my own reservations about this entire thing and topic on a whole, I will say that it really is impacting people's lives. And, um, I am very grateful to be alive and know well for my sense of smell to be back, for my cough to be gone, for my lungs to be okay, for me not to have experienced any drips, ICU anything like that for it to have not gone downhill for me. I really am blessed. And I give so much thanks to that. Like, I give thanks for every day. Like, even if I smell something bad, like, I give sense, thanks to my sense of smell every single day. is fucking crazy. Like, I will never complain about smelling anything bad ever again. Like, I'm telling you, like, I will never, ever complain again. So, yeah, that was, that's been my couple of months. <laughs> Catching COVID was interesting, I will say that, but I've I've been okay, you know what I mean. Um, I'm just here looking. Give me a sec. I just here looking at the book to see you know where I'm at and if I can really get into the topic that we want to talk about tonight. Yeah, that kind of ties into that. Yes, right. So, um, if that COVID thing will come up again for some of you who might be like, no, Christina, we can't just fucking gloss over that. But I don't feel like we're gloss overing it. It's just that we're at 34 minutes now and I just want to make sure that I cover everything I wanted to talk about tonight, you know? So, like, the topic, like, that, like I said, is we're entitled to yourself tonight because... I wanted to approach it from an, a perspective outside of relationships because I feel like when I talked about it before I talked about it in the sense of knowing yourself so you don't hurt other people and being in a relationship and stuff like that but I realized from experiencing certain things that is very important to know yourself in situations outside of relationships so I realized when I was jotting this down the best way I could explain this is through example so, where I stay right now, right, you could say it's kind of ghetto. Like, it kind of is kind of slummish when I say that. And it's not to be disrespectful to where I live. It's just, like, understanding where it is. And when I say that, it's not like the conditions are horrible. You know what I mean? I'm not living in some, like, you know, like, 
super pot down like i would not be staying here if it is i'm very comfortable i have a nice room and stuff if some of you have been here so you know what i would mean but i just say that to say the the entire appearance on the whole is not like five star and even as it relates to the safety there are their pros and cons in my opinion Right, but I do believe everybody's experience is different and lost now. But I say a lot to say. So it was brought up to me by somebody before that I should move. And at that point in time I really agreed with it. I thought it was a fantastic idea because, you know, like I said, I have to get a car for my job and I initially was thinking about it for myself as it related to the car and everything because I truly actually in all honesty but not feel safe parking in the car because I'm buying a Jimny. I want to buy a Jimny, the 2018 Jimny, the lime green one. I would not feel safe parking my car over here, right? That's the God on the shoe. So, the thought that crossed my mind about moving once I did get the car. So, any person, because the person became very, is very close to me, still, I don't say that the person is still very close to me. Um... When the person brought it up, I was like, bro, how the moving idea is, and you know what, that is a fantastic idea, we should do it. So it turned out that, um, also because my rent had gone up, so I felt like I could afford, like I said, like I've mentioned before on this podcast, I have my own bedroom and bathroom, but I share a kitchen and living area. So I was like, you know, I could probably get something more for the same amount of money or whatever. So I just said it ties down to being that I found a, it turned out that I found a place, because when you find somewhere that's already furnished and is similar in the rate that I have a the place that we found before like came with a lot of rules the woman was like no smoking no lighting incense the music like nah and where I'm at right now I still feel like I could smoke I could do whatever you know what I mean like I could smoke don't say like will count my garbage smoking you know what I mean I could smoke in my room I could smoke in my kitchen like if I cooking and I like spend the money cooking I really and avoid cleaning anything so I could smoke like I could smoke my balcony like I could smoke anywhere you know where I came from so, I could go up 10 people in smoking. I could go to smoke a party if I want. You understand me? So, when I heard that, I was like, nah. Furthermore, my mother was with Kai Woman. My mother was like, nah, not my child. Not my fucking child. So, I found a place that I had really liked that was unfurnished. And I was like, this is a great idea because at some point in time, obviously, you ain't gonna be renting for life. And I didn't know that I wanted to move into a house at some point in time, right? It's not a big plan for me right now because I don't even know if I can live in Barbados for the rest of my life but I still like to say I did have the idea of at some point in time owning a house and when you do that you have to furnishate house don't come with fucking furniture fridge all them things <laughs> if you find a house that does please let me know <laughs> like let me know that can probably cost that it can be worth cost what it's worth anyway but I still like to say so when I find an operating space was like cool that's a vibe so it the plan dissipated, and the reason why this ties into know yourself is because I realized, you know what? Because I, I felt it before, but like in terms of sometimes I had to get people to drop me home, or like I would tell somebody, bring yourself for me, and I'd be like, shh, because you know, this is how I look, somebody bring yourself for you, saying here, you know what I mean? But I had to say this I got a plan, and I told somebody, I've I heard rich people that stay rich, but like if you was living. Uh, somebody gave me advice a long time ago. If you're living on a certain amount and you end up having more, see if you can live on that certain amount and save the rest. And I really trying to live by that principle. 
I haven't as yet because this can be a topic for another episode, but we do have to get into how financial healing is very important for people that really didn't grow up with money and coming into a space where you are a bit more affluent than you were when you were younger and just knowing how to do that. And I, I feel like I've had the budgeting experience from school, so I'm okay. I will say I'm a, your bitch is splurt. A. A. Your bitch is spending on herself <laughs> and I ain't saying I'm making no whole sort of bank roll but it's just me like I'm in a position where I could really treat myself and and do the things that I wanted to do and be a young woman that I know that I am capable of being material wise I'm not a materialistic person but obviously you know you have your tastes you have things that you want to do in life like I said I started about doing my nails because working at Coffee Bean you can't have nails when you're working in a food service and an industry like that a service industry like that you're not supposed to have nails so having worked at coffee bean for so long i kind of really transitioned into space where i didn't care about things like that nails i like it going so and while i don't i still don't and this tying into another topic about know yourself so i don't want to go too deep into that yet but as it relates to the moving thing i have a plan for my life and i know what i'm doing like i know what i am doing so, as it relates to the space, like, yes, I could be a lot more comfortable, but even when it comes to, like, when I say moving in with the furniture stuff, like, I start checking out how much a bed costs and a fridge costs and a store costs, because obviously I gotta get certain things to be comfortable, I still gotta cook, I still gotta eat, I still gotta sleep, and gotta sleep on the fucking ground, you know what I mean? And these things cost a bit of money, and uh, well, <laughs> well, you could budget for these things, I think it's important that you do that, you know, like, it's kind of like how I always talk about planning as much as you can before you get a kid. I think it's very similar, like, a house is a kid, so, like, an apartment and stepping into something more and having to, like, furnish it for myself and get things like that, that is the plan, but just a bit further down right now, you know what I mean? So, like, I tell myself I had to know that person, you're going to know that you know what you're doing, like, you're going to know what you're doing and what you're doing, and that's really the bone and the structure and the, excuse me, I'm going to use my butt there. Um, but really that's the backbone and the foundation of what I'm talking about when it relates to know yourself. You have to know why you are doing the things that you do because sometimes people will come in your life and I'm glad I had this situation because it's not necessarily that people will come and judge or people will come because when the person told me about moving, I don't think it was from a place of like, oh my God, like this is so dirty, blah, blah, blah. I think it's really just from a place of like, they know me and they know that I could do better and I could, but like, for me the bottom line is comfort. And a lot of places don't have the level of smoking comfort that here has, number one. And number two, like, I'm just, like, I have a gym in the area There's a, that I found. There's a supermarket in the area that I like. There are multiple food areas in the places. I discovered my nail tech today that I love that's in the area. She's really cool. Love that experience that I have with her today. So I'm just saying, like, right now I'm comfortable. And I had to come back and realize, Christina, don't let people throw you off track of what you're doing because you have a plan and you know what you're doing and you have to come back to knowing yourself and trusting yourself and knowing that what you're doing so i say all right that's definitely most like that's that's an example of outside the relationship of why it's important to believe in your capabilities and know what you're doing for your life and have convictions for your life the second thing i have relating to that was i had Regarding the topic surrounding vaccination, right? So, um, the second thing I had was you regarding the topics around vaccination and stuff like that. 
So I know some people might roll their eyes right now for the three minutes. I know some people might roll their eyes right now because it's like, oh my god, we're so tired of hearing we're so tired of talking about this and hearing this. But one I really have actually haven't addressed it here on the platform. And I wanna disclaim by saying that this is in no way dictating anything for anybody about what you should do. Any decision that you make should be based on how you feel and your own personal outlook on this entire thing. And anything that I say is based on my own personal views and how I am dealing with it from what I'm going through. But as I say, this know yourself thing as it relates to this whole topic about vaccination and stuff. Now, I will give a couple of disclaimers about it because, like I said, I haven't really addressed it. Like, when people talk about, oh, you won't take the vaccine, but, like, you take medications and stuff and, like, birth control and stuff. Like, a lot of people are digging at a lot of different points and stuff for this whole thing to back whatever side, even for people who don't want to get the vaccine, like, they have their points as well. But as relates to specifically this whole vaccine thing, especially now that I've had COVID and, again, gratefully, I am okay. I, yo, from, if you're listening to this episode, one whatever episode, you're going to know me now. I just joke and tell people I was a bushwoman. Because even when I got sick, I, again, so, I do not take medication like that, like, I would have to be gravely ill, and the only thing that does that, and women will understand, is my period pains. You see, when my period pains come around, I do not play. And the, to tell, and women will understand it specifically, like to show you how tolerable, like intolerable, I guess, my body is to certain medications, like I can still take women's Panadol, and I will be fine. Now, to some women, women's Panadol is a joke to period pains, so they have to be taking things that are much stronger. So I just say that to say, and this is not to dog anybody that has to do that because, again, everybody's personal choices are theirs. And I'm not judging how anybody lives their life because this is just how I choose to live mine. But I only take that type of medication once a month. I do not take any other medication. So that if I kept saying simple like a headache or toothache, I don't know if I came over here and spoke about it, but when I had my toothache, but even when I had my toothache, my first instinct was not to take medication. My first instinct was to find like a natural remedy to fight the toothache. Like, I'm a very natural remedy person. So, like, even when I caught COVID, I was not taking... I also know I didn't take a paracetamol. My mother gave me a whole strip of paracetamol to take. I also know I didn't take one. Grateful that I didn't have to in terms of the pain. But, like, I drank a lot of water in the world. I kept a lot of vitamin C, lime tea, ginger tea. You know what I mean? And there's not no remedy to say if you catch COVID, you're going to do that there, you Because know? everybody different. My immune system, again, so I've been doing this for a very long time in my life. I, there's years now that I've been living on this day, years now, you know, you're doing certain things. So you can't just tell yourself, all right, I catch COVID, so I can go and do what Christina said, drink ginger tea. Remember we talked about that in the last episode, we're good for the goose and good for the gander, you know what I mean? So I just said that to say how I am. So as it relates to the vaccine, nobody, I, it, it, it ain't a shocker that I don't want to take it because anybody that knows me know that I don't even eat and drink and take some of the more, some of these things over here as it relates to like pharmaceutical stuff, right? No. I say what I say. As it relates to my own personal views, I know that as it relates to myself, I'm going to want to travel. I'm going to want to do things. I'm going to want to live. And I knew that if you didn't want to get the vaccine and you thought that you were going to be able to travel and stuff and all that and shit like that, like, I don't know what year you was planning to travel, but <laughs> can't be no fucking thing in the next 10 to 15, 20 for sure, 25 even. So, like, um, I knew that when it came to that, I'm flying and stuff, it's going to get to that point. But for me, I think it was just taking my time, you know what I mean? Like, building myself. Um, I still haven't been vaccinated, and I will have to see no, as it relates to, sorry if I was speaking a bit fast, um, I will have to see no as it relates to me having had COVID, if I was to have to get the vaccine, I don't know, 
Um, I don't know how it's going to relate with my job and stuff like that. But I do say all that to say, you know, I'm just, I'm just here, I'm taking my time. I don't leave into anything like that. And if it comes to a point, obviously everybody knows it's going to work. So if it comes to a point that like my workplace starts saying certain shit or whatever, then cool. I understand. We'll get there. But as it relates to the vaccine and shit, man, like, I, I, I just don't understand. So I just, like, for me, it ain't a big deal, in a big, like, conversation, in a big, oh my gosh, what it is. It's just, I don't want to do it right now. Um... I would like to not have to do it at all. But I know how this work can go. Like I said, you got to be realistic. So I just cooling out till I get to that point. You know what I mean? And I know that that might frustrate some people because I try my absolute hardest to understand this. <sighs> like, and I know I say because it's a very annoying conversation. And I feel like everybody should just be allowed to have their views. And fuck it, this is my podcast. You really can't fight through the phone and beat me. You know what I mean? But like, as it relates to, like, the whole herd immunity and building out all of that and, like, other people's lives are matter and stuff like that. Like, if you... I feel like if you know your vaccine, the safety life is that you don't get vaccine. You know what I mean? Like, and then naturally it will die and build and stuff like that. So, I just saying, as it relates to me, like, and I'm so though that... And that's serious to me, and I know that I can't kind of tell me that right now as it stands to, like, any point in the fight, like, this whole fight and thing going on. Like, nobody can really... And I know people might say, but Christina, you went through this whole thing, you see the doctor... And because they were saying that, like, having actually seen the doctors fight this and what's not, you know, like, it... It does... It does show me how realistic it is. So, for me, I'm like, alright, so for me, I ain't gonna get vaccine, but I ain't freaking out wearing that boy mask and that boy sanitizing on that. You know what I mean? I would do that. You know what I mean? Like, that's super slick to me. So, like, if it is that, like, you ain't about your vaccine or anything, like, just try your absolute best and, you know, do what you gotta do as it relates to keeping to yourself and not making the body out sick because a lot of these people that are actually ending up in isolation and dying and getting very sick are people that are really contracting it from their relatives and family members that are bringing it home to them. And that's very fucked up. You know what I mean? That's very fucked up. You, like, that is the fucked up thing about it and that's what I really fucking with, you know what I mean? So, like, like, if you know that you're already fucking with that right now and you ain't at that point in saying like me, just make sure you're doing what it takes to just keep your family members safe outside of that until you maybe get to that point. You know what I mean? And don't be like, it's, like, it's, it's different to the people who are saying, don't be ashamed to change your mind or whatever. Like, I'm not ashamed. Nobody can make me ashamed for if I decide, all right, well, I'm going to get a vaccine or whatever, even if it is, it's just for work, it's just for flying, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Just like take your time and know yourself and why you're doing the things that you do. Don't let anybody pressure you. Um, even though some people be like, yes, pressure these niggas, pressure these fucking niggas, <laughs> you know what I mean? But again, I ain't just tell myself, everybody can have their own personal choice, everybody can have their own personal views and whatever, and that's just me. So the last thing I wanted to talk about as it relates to know yourself, right? No, like I say, this is one thing that I didn't want to expand on before. When I was talking about like doing my nails and stuff and turning back into a hot girl and shit. <laughs> so at first, um, like I said, initially it was coffee bean that caused me to come off of getting my nails done and doing things like that. Because some of you might not know even being long time listeners, but I used to model before. So I was really genuinely in that hot girl like for the time I was young. For the time I was like fifteen, sixteen I was modeling, right? So like I live in a hot girl life. And I choose to walk away from it because it felt like, you know, I went through that whole Lauren Hill, Lauren Hill phase and 
Badu, Erica Badu phase and loving yourself and I just got phase and I still go through it. I just, you know, I transition into and you know those stuff for young ladies and that's the thing and that's perfect because it's like I was about to say, you know, those type of young ladies don't really do things like nails and hair and stuff because that's really the message. But we're in the 21st fucking century, number one. This is 2021, number two. And number three, people could do whatever the fuck they want. So, yes, there are girls that can listen to Erica Badu and just kind of stuff like that and get their nails done. But it doesn't mean, like, you know, they feel like they're any less worth, they're worthless, you know what I mean? So, I was telling myself, like, at first I was conflicted about doing my nails even sometimes when I do my eyebrows and stuff, um, cause I don't do my edges, and that's something I had to come to terms with because it was I I, I that the god honest truth is that I did not love my edges, I did not love my natural hair for how it was, so I had to genuinely I did have to go through that loving process for myself, so like but like I would do my eyebrows and stuff for wear and wear makeup and stuff, so like at first it was conflicting because I'm like Christina. You know you're supposed to say that you're loving yourself and you love yourself naturally and stuff, but you still do all this other enhancement stuff, you know what I mean? So, like, where are you really at? Like, what's about it? And it's, like, it's, it's that deep, but it's not that deep in the sense that it's, like, I tell myself, you know what? I am where I am. I just, I like to do my nails. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't mean I'm any less natural or I don't like myself any less you know what I mean like it's cool like the nails are cool like the eyebrows are cool like I any day and I know for myself and I know that I am comfortable being anyway like I can leave home bare face and be comfortable like, I can leave home in a full face and be comfortable like it's just knowing where you are at so I mean like even if you're at a space right now where you're not quite comfortable doing those things I would encourage you if it is from a space that you don't feel like you are beautiful without those things to go through that journey because you really are and those things should really just be done to feel like the baddest of all bitches because you are a bad bitch regardless and I don't really like to use that term but again it's the 21st century so you understand where I'm coming from with that I don't know if it just shows my lack of vocabulary or what but I'm just saying like love yourself holistically and get to know yourself and know why you do the things that you do that's literally the last thing that I have written here as it relates to this entire topic like Know what you do, what you do, whether it be vaccination, moving, job, life, boyfriend, girlfriend, like, smoking, working out, like, it could be whatever it is that you decide to do. And another way that I tie it into, another example I had is that I remember a time that I was talking to a guy that, he was an older guy, and he didn't really like smoking because he wasn't a smoker. So he was telling me that he would like me to stop smoking, obviously, because, you know, the guy people, they don't like it for you or whatever. And I was telling him that he got to come to terms with the fact that regardless if he wants me to stop smoking, I am not going to stop smoking unless I find my own personal conviction as to why I should stop smoking. I feel like you can't make anybody do anything, and the change only really occurs if the individual person wants to do that for themselves and sees that for themselves. So even like I want, I am living this rascality in a sense that yes, I have lots, but as it relates to like my eating and stuff, I really want to get to a certain base diet. So I really want to cut certain meats and pork and stuff out of my diet. But even as it comes to that, I'm never actually going to do it until I come to my own personal conviction about why I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Why is it that I really want to start eating pork? Because a lot of these people that make certain decisions for their day and certain decisions for themselves and have these convictions for themselves have really either gone through things or done some work or it's tied to a spiritual lifestyle or they they really know why. Like, 
You answer about some, about seven, seven people that were whole, but you asked, because I was going to say you answer about some, but I got some people that are not necessarily Rasta that have a certain diet, but you ask a person that don't eat meat or whatever. Some people might just say, just don't eat meat, I don't like it. But they, again, but, and that's just their root or whatever, but there are people that you ask them, well, why they don't eat meat, and then they'll either give you a religious reason, a health reason, or whatever, like, they have their reasons, and they're convicted in that enough to be disciplined enough to make that decision to not eat meat, you know what I mean? Because it comes back to knowing yourself and knowing what you're convicted in and knowing what you believe in and why you do what you do. So that was a big message for me, a big lesson for me over the, the past two months in terms of, <coughs> excuse me, interacting with people and understanding where I'm at and want, what I want to do in the future. I found that it was very important that I just come back to knowing myself and knowing that I've been through things enough. I'm a growing young lady and I'm capable of making decisions for myself and standing in those decisions if they're ever challenged because I realize that's where it comes why it comes down to like when your decisions are challenged for your life and the things that you decided to do when they're challenged by other people whether it be family members strangers and not always challenged in a hostile manner but in a in a situation where you just have to stand on why you are doing what you're doing at any point in time I'm not saying that you gotta explain yourself to people either but just make sure that you can stand on what you're saying and what you believe in, right? Because it's, it's up to you. It's your decision. It's your life. So anything that you do, just I feel like you should just make sure you can stand on it at the end of the day. Stand up. So, 56 minutes, you're going to get the fuck out of here and get some sleep. Very grateful for the quiet, you know what I mean? Uh, like I said, the research didn't last too long, and I appreciate that. So, yeah, a quick re-up for those of you who are not in Barbados. We are currently still under curfew. Our cases are actually skyrocketing, which is crazy, the positive cases. But um, I want to send some condolences as well to people who've lost any family members as it relates, any more family members, friends, uh, relatives, anybody as it relates, anybody even close to COVID. And I just pray that you guys are always staying safe. You know, I always love being back here. Shout out again to any first time listeners that this is your first time sharing this space with me. Always appreciate it. To my long-time listeners, um, you know as well, I'm not going to promise. And I say I can just come on here and talk and do my thing and roll out. And when you hear me again, you hear me, that's the truth. Right? So, um, always lovely to be back. Always a lovely experience. Always love feeling great to be open with you guys and to create a space. And I'm grateful for you guys allowing me to create this space. Uh, congratulations again on our four years. Uh, so, big up to both of us. Let me not just big up myself. Big up to the both of us. You know, and um, peace and love. Peace and love all the time. We can link, guys. Stay safe.